No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. And here's even better news. If you're not a sports fan, it doesn't matter. GameTime has tickets for music and theatre events. The app is simple, quick and easy to navigate. And just like you all remember Johnny two times from the 90s classic mafia movie Goodfellas... Yes, we do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this app has an easy two-tap checkout. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download GameTime and go get the tickets. Get the tickets. (laughs) Boots and cats and baboons and cats and boots and cats and baboons and cats and... To the No Dunks podcast. It's Friday, and I'm J.E. Skeets here in Toronto. Along with me, the man making the magic happen, J.D. How's it going, eh? There he is, eh? Joining us down in our ATL studio, we got the homie Tass Mellis. Good day. Hello, Tass. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. 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 And last, but certainly not least, the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm-hmm. Lily, guys. Follow us on Twitter. And or Instagram at No Dunks Inc. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your questions, comments, concerns to no dunks at theathletic.com. It's Friday. We got a whole lot to talk about on today's show, including the return of Worst of the Week. You Ooh. betcha. The return of the pun gun. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we will end with some rapid fire fun as well. But first, guys. Yes. Some true or false questions. Looking back on a Thursday night in the association. Only three games on. Bucks, 117. Rockets, 111. So the first true or false for you guys. True or false. You can remove the Rockets from the titles contenders list. True. I had already removed them. Yeah, you never had them on your list. Yeah, so I guess it's false, actually, because mm-hmm. they were never a, a part of it for me. Oh, nice. Uh, I thought um, things looked okay at the start for the Rockets last night, in the, in maybe in the first half there, but kind of when the when the Bucks figured things out and figured out how to play them, I didn't think the Rockets had any real good answers. I mean, first game, of course, things are going to be a little bit difficult for that Rockets uh, team with, with Harden and Westbrook there, but it this didn't really give me all that much positivity about how this team is going to work with these two guys going forward. I just sort of felt that uh, it, there wasn't a great chemistry between them. They weren't working with each other. It was more like Harden tried to do some. Now, he couldn't hit a shot last night, right. to be fair. Uh, Westbrook was actually decent. And one thing I, I liked about Westbrook, which I think is going to help the Rockets, is rebounding the ball and sort of getting out in transition. I think that's good for him and good for them. But I didn't see a lot of other positives out of that team last night. Tucker was the same player he was last season, hitting those threes, which is good. Eric Gordon couldn't hit a shot for them. But uh, Well, you just named two guys who are the important scorers for them who didn't hit a shot. Yeah. They had shots, and they just didn't make them, and they lost by six points to one of the best teams in the league. And you're ready to take them out of the title contenders well, list already. I, I just, uh, you're just That's confirmation bias, my friend. <laughs> you don't want the Rockets to be good. They looked fair last night. They didn't look good. Uh, Harden, of course, two for 13. That's a huge problem. But he probably would have been even more than 14 assists if Clint Capella could make all of his shots. He was only five for 10. I thought that was something bad going forward. But in general, I thought it was Harden that has to do more adjusting to Westbrook. We kind of thought it would be the other way around. Westbrook has to figure out how to play as a secondary guy. He looked like the same guy. I thought Harden was uh, uh, trying to figure out his spots in a system, it seemed like, that moved the ball a little bit more. People were more interested in cutting. It's night one, so of course they're going to be active. We'll see if that continues throughout the season. But it looks to me like Harden has to find his way more than Westbrook because uh, Westbrook is coming in with such a, you know, just the way he plays is going to take over more more real estate than Chris Paul was. So, um, you know, not a great start. Uh, You don't like to see... Brooke Lopez being the main reason why you're losing in the fourth quarter, but uh, I don't know. I wasn't completely disappointed in the Rockets, especially when you do see the chemistry between Harden and Westbrook. Like on that fast break where Westbrook got the dunk and they both end up screaming at the crowd. Cool to see two guys screaming at the crowd on other sides of the court. 
right then it seemed like the Rockets were going to win the game. What they about what about did. when they were screaming at each other on the sidelines? <laughs> hey, man, you got to scream at I each know, other sometimes. I, I think animated. that is a good sign. minutes in, that's fine. I'm not sure who was on the broadcast that said that that was a good sign, but it, it's exactly right. I think it was Chris Webber and Mob. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if they're openly yelling at each other, that is a good sign. In Ra- game one, than, though? Yeah, well, they're discussing. I mean, they yeah, weren't. Not, they don't know what e- they don't know what each them. other is doing out there, and they're talking about. James it. Harden looked more than just just talking. He looked very frustrated to me, from what I saw. Yeah, because you wanted him to be frustrated. <laughs> That's why it looked <laughs> like look, it. Look, the if, Rockets were up sixteen points at halftime. Yeah, and in the second, they looked half, like a championship contender then. They did, and then Giannis fouls out with what five minutes to go. Yeah, and the and the Rockets couldn't stop the Bucks scoring. You mentioned Brook Lopez. He, he was great. Middleton hit a couple of shots as well. That's a concern for me as well for the Rockets. That yeah, the, the defense is a, is an issue. Yeah, hundred percent. But this is a sixty win team that they're playing, uh, from last year. It's a great, great Bucks team. And yes, Giannis goes out. They should be able to beat this Bucks team. They're, they're, their defense should be able to stop Brook Lopez. But Brook Lopez, he's been a twenty-point scorer in this league before. Bully he's been ball, a number baby. one option. Yeah, they were going yeah, to him on the star. block. It was amazing. The post up is back, baby. Yeah, it, it is back in, in a lot of ways. This is a Rockets team that relies more heavily on their top guys and their top guy or two or three more than any other team in the league. And Eric Gordon was is their number three. Very, very bad on this game, 4 of 19. Russell Westbrook, he was fine, but their number one guy was very, very bad. When Russell Westbrook's got a more efficient game than James Harden or Eric Gordon, Russell Westbrook, who's not Mr. Efficiency, then uh, things are bad. So, yeah, they're bad offensively. They're bad defensively. It's it's game one. They started last year 1-5, and and they still got to be that very good team that challenged the Warriors in the second round. I don't think they're less of a contender than they were last year. It's going to be about James Harden finishing games. He didn't finish this one, and that's exactly what's going to come down to it in the postseason. They look really similar to me. You can remove the Rockets from title contenders if they play the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals because that's now three straight losses, and the Bucks just have their number, and that was cool to see Brooke Lopez playing the bully ball. He scored like eight points. He had the assist in the final six minutes. Tucker, it's just too small really for him. He couldn't neutralize him. Um, and then there were switches of well as well. You know, House had him at once. Eric Gordon had him once. And uh, Brooke made them pay. It was funny to see Brooke, uh, after all the talk of, uh, you know, expanding his game out to the three-point line, hitting all the threes. It was back to the Nets, Brooke Lopez, um, going to work inside to finish that game. The Rockets, though, overall, they, I, you, it's, it is tough to, like, convince yourself that they could go on to win a title because of the way they play. And I just and here's what I mean by this. I was I was thinking about it last night. The Rockets basketball, their their play, their style is what I'm going to call first date ski ball, okay? <laughs> because and let me explain. The Rockets play this very very high risk, high reward style with all the three-pointers. And that leads to these crazy crazy, you know, wildly divergent outcomes where they're either going to like look amazing in the first half where they hit all their shots 52% from three and they're up big and we're like oh the Rockets are money and then they have, you know they come back they can't hit a shot in the second half and they hit less than 20% of their threes and end up losing this game why is that first date ski ball because you're on your first date you're at the carnival oh there's a ski ball right there <laughs> if you just go down the middle you just shoot for the 50 40 30 20 10 you know keep it consistent you're gonna probably put up a pretty good score but you're on the first date you want to press that girl so you're going for those corners. You see those 100s up in the left and right corners. Oh, and it's ballsy, all right. You knock a couple in, though, you're getting mad tickets printed out for you, and you're getting a nice oh, little teddy bear for your girl there on the first date. <laughs> but it's too risky. It's risky. You could do it once, twice. I mean, if you went on that date... Three times you went on, If you went on that date, uh, you know, for a couple of months, every night, and you just played skee-ball... Yeah, sometimes you're going to get those hundreds, but I just don't know if you can do it 16 times. Hit those hundreds consistently because you're just, you're just high risk because that's all you do. You just bomb away. Go up the middle every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with the 50s and 40s. You sound like a guy who wants to see singles and doubles in a baseball game and not home runs. Go for the gold every time. That's all Ski they do, ball, man. NBA, throw it up into that top corner. 
that's the way to play. You got to raise your ceiling. You got to be able to get the gigantic stuffed animal. You don't want to bring home one you could buy at Target. You want to bring home one that looks ridiculous. You look like an idiot carrying around the carnival. That's why I'm okay with the Rockets shooting all kinds of threes. They've been doing it for years. They're not going to stop. That's their skee-ball strategy. That's my skee-ball strategy as well. I'm never <laughs> going down uh, the middle. Yeah, that's the thing, though. You can either put up consistent like 300, 400 scores, or you can have those scores where it's literally zero because you went for 100 every time and missed, or you're right. You hit a couple of them, and now suddenly you got 1,000. That's that's how they play, and I just, I'm not convinced. You know, Even with Westbrook, and I like that he's pushing the pace and all that, I just don't, I will the way they play will it work? Can you do it 16 games in the playoffs? That's what they're banking on because they're not going to change their style here. Mm, and I, no. I'm I'm sort of they're a great team. I hope you know they're going to be there in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough matchup because of the way they play. I get that, but uh, I'm I'm not convinced they can do it for for 16 uh. wins in the playoff series. Ah, there's a ski ball. We need that drop. Ah, there's a ski ball. <laughs> right? <laughs> you want to get at it, little lady? Um, uh, yes, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I, I just think the rust, that change of paces, is is nice for this team because they all just want to stand around and watch James Harden. It, that is, yep. that is a, a new little injection of life. The Warriors not being the Warriors is a, a very much an injection of life for this team. They've taken the Warriors to Game Seven. They played this team. They played them tough. Now it's wide open. Are they going to have those same legs in the postseason? It's all up to James. James started last year pretty poorly as well. Mm-hmm. When they they started one and five, they had that little altercation with Spitgate with the Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> and Rajon Rondo and Brandon Ingram and what was happening there. There was a suspension. They started bad. Carmelo Anthony, he paid the price for it and left. So they start season slow because James Harden knows he has to, to turn it on late. So I think that's what was happening yesterday. He only took 13 shots. He's... We see a lot of superstars in this league right now. They're trying to get everybody else acclimated. And the worry is that they start one and five and they start poorly. But you know that they're going to get 50 wins. I'm a little bit worried about Russell Westbrook's just touch that we've seen sort of degrade over the last couple of years around the rim. He takes that ball. He flies from his own baseline. He's got the athleticism to fly all the way to the other team's rim. And, the other, and he just throws his body into someone and he gets a whistle and he goes to the line. But guys were just standing there, and he, Russ was getting the whistle. But I think refs will slowly start to understand that Russ isn't going in there to finish. He's kind of just flying in there. Mm-hmm. Guys like Brooke Lopez look around after they're just standing there and get whistled, and, they, and they're like, what the? It happened over and over and over again, and I, I worry about that with Russ. Will those percentages be decent at the end of the year? Is, is, well, his free throw shooting has really dropped off too, yeah. which is kind of weird. Uh, he was a very good free throw shooter early in his career. The last season in OKC, down to 65%. But I think you're right. I mean, I think that's Westbrook's way, though. It's like when things aren't going, you know, the team isn't winning, he's like, I just have to barrel in here and try to somehow get easy baskets or, or get to the free throw line. It didn't work last night, but they didn't really have anything else going because of those three-point shooting, of that three-point shooting, when it's not falling, it tends to be contagious yeah. for yeah. the Rockets, both ways. You yeah. know, they, yeah, they can easily, you know, we've seen those games where Gerald Green and Tucker hit six or seven threes. Um, they do happen. So, yes, it, it's definitely going to happen at some point this season. But when it doesn't work, it really looks bad. And, and, and again, to give up a big lead at home at halftime, I think uh, I, I'd be somewhat concerned with that uh, for the Rockets. But also as well with Mike D'Antoni, I mean, if they do get off to that slow start, similar to last season, then he's he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Mm-hmm. The, the Rockets. Somebody will pay the price. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like Melo did. And 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 you know, if they if they want D'Antoni out, then they're going to find an excuse to get rid of him. But it feels like he can't win whatever really happens for him, D'Antoni, because if they go on a bit of a hot streak and they do win some games, they won't give him an extension. I don't believe. I think it'll just be like delaying the inevitable before they have a time to fire him. So. Well, especially with media members like you killing him after <laughs> one game, saying this team can't win a single game in the postseason. No wonder they're going to move on. Uh, uh, a quick note on a quick note on the Bucks, though. Yeah. We're we're worried about their quote unquote supporting cast. They lose Malcolm Brogdon, who is going to be on the floor at the end of games besides Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Brooke Lopez. The other two spots kind of up for grabs. Giannis doesn't even play the last half of the fourth quarter. And they win because Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton have really stepped up into those number two and three roles. uh, Eric Bledsoe only plays 16 minutes in this game, the guy who just got a huge extension. Uh, And Wesley Matthews comes in, a new player for this team, just that vet that just keeps plugging away. He looks cooler every single season with his hairdo. I think he looks better and better each year. And his game... (laughs) 
it just adds it's just perfect he just fits in like a puzzle piece and hitting shots when needed I thought he looked washed in the first half. I got to be mm-hmm. honest, Tass, and then he shut me the hell up in the second half. He was fantastic on, on yep. both ends for them. I thought he looked so so washed in the first half. I was like, I don't know. I think it's. A, I think it might be over for your boy Wesley Matthews. But no, it was just the first He's, half. Just needed to get those old creaky legs a little oily. <laughs> I think so. I, I, yeah. I feel pretty confident about Giannis winning back-to-back MVPs after one game too. I mean, he had a bad game and he put up 30, 13, and eleven. <laughs> that was a bad game. It took him, what, like basically the entire first quarter to score, airballed an early three, called for traveling a couple times, but he still puts up 30, 13, 30, 13 and 11 and, and showed some confidence with the three and the jumper a little bit too. Guy's a beast. He was probably unlucky to get that sixth foul too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yep. that was no, there was no real play on, the, on, on that ball there, but uh, unfortunately, that's the thing. I mean, there's no way. You can't challenge those calls, can you? Or can you? What, what I look like? You can, Borgia? A personal, you can call a challenge any personal foul against your team. Uh, mm, interesting. Yeah. You think they should have? Yeah, That's what they should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well the, uh, the Rockets employed the, the challenge perfectly because Giannis went into P.J. Tucker. Yeah. That, that charge call that was initially a block call on P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker was just standing there. Giannis had two fouls at the time. The entire arena erupted, which I think influenced... The referees, to some degree, just like mm-hmm. you're in the other the other team's barn, you know, the superstars get calls. Everybody was upset. Oh, that was uh, definitely a charge. Challenge comes out, overturned. Giannis gets his third, goes to the bench. Yeah, and that was the second quarter. Coach and it, 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 coaches are using it really early. I know. That's what I cool. was thinking. We're seeing these used in the first half all the time. Well, you got to call a timeout to use it, right? No yeah. coach is going to yeah. be like, I'm, yeah. I'm using this in the last one minute of a game. That's my last timeout that I got. It's going to be tough. Or, you know, they, the two-minute rule. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, no, but you, you, don't, you, you don't lose a timeout if your appeal is successful, though. No, yes, you do. Oh, you yeah. do? Yeah. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. No, you your timeout, your, your no, timeout's no, no, you gone. don't. You do not. You do, okay. you, I believe you well, keep sorry. the timeout, but you just can't do it again, then, is what I meant. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't challenge again. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, not, but you not, don't lose a timeout, I believe. I think but this was, a, this was a Rockets, quote-unquote, mandatory timeout, not to get into the weeds. <laughs> but quite <laughs> after the six-minute mark, there's a mandatory timeout <sighs> in the first quarter. This was the second quarter. Either way, each team has mandatory timeouts that there has to be a stoppage in play in the arena, and it's, quote-unquote, the Rockets' mandatory timeout. So mm-hmm. that was their timeout anyways. So they didn't even have to call a timeout they would, they just lost that timeout you know who knows Joe Borgia <laughs> get, get rid of who this cares stupid yeah. coaches challenge I don't care at all all right yeah that's just making us talk about refs more I Ugh. do like the siren though the, the thing that they have <laughs> the on the scorers thing. table because yeah. it reminds me of hockey you know the, the red light yeah, okay. when somebody scores that's the only cool thing about it uh, Eric Eric it's like that Budweiser campaign a few years ago when Sorry, somebody, don't talk about butter out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly why I brought it yeah. up. Because that siren that went off, you could turn on. A, I think. I think when oh, your favorite yeah. team scored. Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could get a siren, put it in your house, like a red light. You're right, and then um, yeah, you could link it up to if, if you were a Leafs fan. If the Leafs scored, it would go off in your man cave or wherever you had it in cool. your house. You think uh, Borgia and Monty McCutcheon have those in their man caves? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime somebody challenges, they're like, yes! All right, let's, um, let's move on to our next true or false question here, guys. True or false, the Warriors are in deep, deep trouble. They lost 141 to 122 in opening up their new barn last night to the Clippers. True or false, Warriors are in trouble. You see, the NBA is pretty smart. They line up these championship teams in opening week to play all the national games. Yeah. So they played against the championship-level team. That's an incredible squad. So am I giving them an excuse? A little bit, but... Um, the Are you saying are, false or true, man? Yeah, what? no, uh, listen. No, they're not deep, deep trouble. They're, gonna, they're not as good as the Clippers. Okay. They're not in deep, deep trouble. My worry is that they don't know where the heck they are in the Chase Center. Steve Kerr said, I've been locked out of my office after <laughs> games multiple <laughs> times. My worry is, yeah, they're getting acclimated like no dunks are in, in their office. Yeah. And things aren't comfortable there. They understand. We priced out all our fans. We don't have the same <laughs> feel as Oracle Arena as we once did. Oh, you know, we've definitely dropped off. It's going to be a grind. It's definitely going to be a grind to get to that level, uh, to get to anywhere close. But Kevon Looney, I think, is a key guy. Yeah, I'm talking about Kevon Looney to start. No, yeah, he tough. is. They need some defense. Yeah, they need they He's need one defense. of the four guys you can name on the Warriors. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So he didn't play all preseason. 
he barely played in this game because he wasn't feeling right. right. He had a little bit of an injury, a precautionary injury, so he leaves the game. They're not deep, and they're going to need some time. They're not going to be great to start, but I, but I still think they're a playoff team. Well, yeah, Draymond Green picking up that injury. He did return to the to the court, but uh, obviously, if they lose Draymond, they're in they're in they're in deep deep trouble then. But this was the first game against a really good team who came in there very very fired up, very motivated to to get a win. I mean, Patrick Beverly, he was talking trash all night as he always does. And the Clippers are a very, very good team. The Warriors is going to take some time because there's some people talking about Steph being maybe the leading scorer and even you know getting back in the MVP conversation, but he's just going to have so much more defense coming at him as well, mm-hmm. which is going to be harder for him to score. He had eight turnovers last night, so that's the problem. He hasn't got Clay obviously there or Kevin Durant to take some of that attention off him. And if De- if D'Angelo can score, because we know he can score, he's a bit of a streaky player at times, it'll help. But I just feel that teams are still going to be like we can live with D'Angelo Russell going for 25 mm-hmm. or 30 more than we can try to let maybe Steph have one of his runs where he goes for 40 or 45. You sound less concerned about the Warriors than the Rockets, <laughs> which is crazy to me because the Warriors cut their starting small forward right before the season to bring in Marquise Chris, a guy who is basically out of the league, who was very impressive during their training camps and played well in the preseason. Nonetheless, they still had to cut McKinney, who was going to start for them. They're going to bring him back. Chris is going to be there for a little bit. Then they'll bring McKinney back. Then it'll be Chris. Then it'll be McKinney. They got to do all these moves to stay underneath the hard cap because of uh, the, the salary cap machinations that they've made over the past couple of years, which leaves them starting Glenn Robinson, playing a guy named Eric Pascal. Jacob Evans got a lot of time. Jordan Poole looking like Wesley Matthews out there. He's got the Danny Fortson ponytail up top. I like it, but <laughs> who is Jordan Poole? I know him because he played at Michigan. He hasn't has zero track record in the NBA. If he's good, though, we'll call him Jordan Peele. (laughs) He's the key, is what you're saying. Jordan Poole is the key. Nonetheless, this is a very, very thin team. Clay Thompson, he was was doing his best to put the Warriors over last night, but Charles Barkley wasn't hearing it, and I'm kind of not hearing it either. They might still be a playoff team, but uh, the idea of them as a dark horse title contender Mm. took a massive hit after night one. Yeah, I think I do go ultimately false with this because the Clippers, (laughs) after two games, do appear to be juggernauts, and that is missing uh, Paul George, not even in the lineup too yet, obviously. Um, But they're young. The Warriors are super young. Like you said, Trey, there's a lot of guys that the average, you know, the the casual fan has no idea who they are. They, They couldn't get a defensive stop to save their life. I mean, they got carved up. The Clippers shot 62% from the field and 18 for 32 from three Looney only played 10 you said it task they need him Willie Cauley Stein they need back they need some defense at their back line and then it didn't help that uh, Draymond Green yeah had the right forearm injury there um yeah not ready to count them out of the playoffs by any means but uh whoo they are Draymond is gonna have to I don't even know what he can do because he's only one guy he can't play defense for three other guys out there with him um but and then they're gonna need Curry offensively to carry them it's uh it's it's going to be close. They are going to be if they're in the in the race. It's it's not a lock by any means. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs in their new arena. Yeah, really a tough break for it's them. Tough. You know? It's been a tough decade. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. tough for them. Uh, you hate to see it. It is wild that babyface Steph Curry is their oldest player. Mm. A guy who's been around a decade. Yeah, they have like nine guys, twenty three years older, younger on this roster. They're very very young. Um, what what do you think about the clip? So point Kawhi last night. With the nine assists. Well, Skates, you mentioned it. I think I'm going to be good on watching the Clippers for the very next week, at least, because they look like a cohesive team already with the best player in basketball. They're just going to beat everybody they play until they find somebody else who is rolling as much as they are, because they look clearly like the best team in basketball. Seems like their way of resting Kawhi Leonard is just going to be to blow teams out and let them sit the yeah, fourth quarter. Yeah, that's, was... that's the way the Warriors did it with Durant yeah. and uh, Curry for a long time, and it works. That's yeah, sort of and, what the Bucks uh, did as well. Exactly, even with exactly. Yeah. If, uh, if Doc Rivers, if this form from Patrick Patterson continues, this will be found money for Doc Rivers for sure. I, I, I mean, six threes last night, he was just flinging away. Uh, and they were going in. It was it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. But again, you know, when you look, when, when they go to their bench and you see Montrez and Lou come in, that's got to be demoralizing for a lot of teams yeah. because those guys just work hard. And, and Montrez, I mean, he just knows his role. He understands, go to the rim, just roll to the rim. You'll get baskets there. And Lou with that sort of fading, drifting, falling away, unguardable shot. He just comes out there and bang, straight away. They just, uh, they just keep scoring. He's so. the bomber that Brett Brown's looking for. Yeah, exactly. Bam, bam, yeah. Bam, bam. 
Yeah, so uh, so much, uh, so impressive so far through two games here for the Clippers, and uh, you know they, they have to be feeling pretty confident about uh, everything, considering Paul George is still on the sideline. No bow tie last night, but uh, yeah. maybe just save that for their opening night game. Uh, Ghostface Ziller said it. What's impressive with the Clippers so far early, of course, is you know they they put on the defensive clinic in game one, and then they show last night that they might have the league's best offense too. That's the scary part. Um, yeah, that was a great performance by them. Final one, guys. True or false, Trey Young is an all-star lock. Well, I picked him as my all-star that's going to be there for the first time of his career. So I'll say yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought you picked Shea Gilgis-Alexander. No, that's your MIP. I'm mixed up. I'm thinking too <laughs> deep. Nonetheless, he is a lock, I think, for sure. Uh, he looked like in complete control last night. He was bombing away from deep. He looks like Steph Curry celebrating. He's got all of Steph's celebrations down. Uh, that was exciting to watch, and the Hawks looked fun. I guess maybe uh, Tassie was right. Hawks over Bulls. Uh, it's early. Hey, it's beat, early to they say. They beat the Pistons they on did. a back-to-back. It's okay. The back-to-back. Come on. If I hear people giving the Pistons a break because it's a back-to-back on the second night <laughs> of the season, what have you been doing for three months? You should be training. You should be in shape to play two games. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Tass. Trey Young doesn't give a shit about composting because he was burning the Pistons' Bruce Brown all night. <laughs> oh, my God. Was he cooking him? <laughs> he was going by those Browns all night, man. Left <laughs> Had the green light. Exactly. He was killing him. He was killing him. Bob Rathbun on the uh, Hawks broadcast was uh, making that very clear to everybody that he was destroying Bruce Brown out there. Mm. And Dominique Wilkins was as well. But listen, they beat the Pistons. That's that's my worry is that are they going to win enough for Trey Young to to be – an all-star candidate. Yeah, and, and in the Eastern Conference, I think you're going to get a couple of the guys like Kyle Lowry, who we talked about, does he get the sort of legacy vote to get in, you know, in the guard position there? Because at some point, I think Trey is going to have these games where he goes a little bit cool because he's just shooting the ball from the logos right now. Great when it goes in, but if teams are going to be like, all right, let's see if he can just keep making those, maybe he cools off. But uh, certainly after last night, they, the Hawks, they looked ready to play last night. And I'll, I'll say uh, give Lloyd Pierce a lot of credit for that team. That they come out, a lot of people are sort of saying, this isn't a playoff team, they're still a long way off. Well, I thought last night they looked very, very sharp. John Collins was fantastic as well. But it started, obviously, with Trey Young just uh, firing away, getting the ball uh, in the basket, but also getting his teammates involved. So that was what was impressive to me. Yeah, yeah and they're, they're getting a little creative too with Trey Young. Unlike Steph at the beginning of the, uh, his career where he brought the ball up every single time, there are some possessions where Trey comes off the ball, and that's just a bonus. When you got a great shooter like that and he can run off screens and just divert the attention away from him a little bit because you know he is their number one option. Everybody is watching him. He's going to come off and he's going to hit shots. Mm. He's Trey Young, uh, and that's, it's amazing to say here in his second year. But the guy, again, I think, uh, like you said, Lee Lloyd Pierce had this team ready. I think you know Trey Young has just been ready since he turned that corner at the, the start of the uh, second half last year. He just looks like uh, another guy. And um, yeah, I think I'll go. I think I'll, I'll have Trey Young in the All Star game. I think I'll have Lloyd Pierce as my coach of the year. Um, you know, he's uh, he's ready. He's also ready for every single game. His his he's a monstrous man out there. He fills out that dress shirt very well. That guy has been doing chess work all day long before the game. So if you know his players can't be not ready because that guy was ready for every single game. I like the balance that you saw from from Trey Young in Game One of the season here because he shot six for ten from three, and some of those, like you said, Lee, were from the logo, which is wild. He had two at least where he was on the logo, the Pistons logo. It is a big logo. Yeah, it is a big logo, <laughs> but he was deep. I mean, yeah. he had yeah. four makes, I think, from at least twenty-eight feet. Um, yeah. He also went four of six though in the restricted area, so he was attacking generally on Brown, and then ten of twelve at the line. That's the balance you're going to want from a guy like him. And then of course the assists. Do you think you were, you were comparing him to Steph Curry? I've heard Kevin O'Connor and, and many others compare him more to Steve Nash. Do you lean one way or the other where you look at Trey Young and say, oh, he is more more like a Curry or more like a Nash, or are they so comparable themselves it doesn't really matter? It's Curry for me, okay. easily. And he shoots from far, and he tries to score a lot. That are, those are hallmarks of Steph Curry's game more so than Steve Nash's game. He definitely has Nash in his game, but I think that's because Curry has Nash in his game. To me, he yeah. looks like the very next Steph Curry already in year two, game one. Mm. He, and he's, he's a little bit more like Steph because he tries to be a little too fancy. Like Steve Nash wasn't going behind the back for no reason. Trey Young does that, and that's why he had six turnovers yesterday, and that's... Uh, a bit of his issue as well, and that's you know what Steve Kerr was all over Steph Curry for 
earlier in his career, and that's definitely what Lloyd Pierce is going to be on Trey Young about. Yeah, he did have the uh, Steph Curry shimmy though after that layup yeah. mm-hmm. in the paint, you know, wiggling away there. I, I, out, I of ten, am... out of ten, Trey, what do you give that shimmy? <laughs> Honestly, it was a little stilted. I feel right. like he wasn't really smooth going from shoulder to shoulder. 7 to 10. It's all right. First game of the season. That's right. We're going to improve. I'm going to put him down as a lock for an all-star lock. I'm, I'm putting him in because when you look at the, the guard spots in the East, too, we, we talked about it in our season previews. There's, there's no Oladipo, so he's gone. And then D'Angelo Russell, who was his injury replacement, he's in the West. Your 2019 East guards were Kyrie, Kem- Kemba, Lowry, Beal, Ben Simmons, and then that Oladipo slash, slash Russell. Uh, I, I see. Yeah, you're right, Lee. Like I think Lowry is not going to ultimately be an All Star again this year. Uh, my gut just says that. Beal. I mean, will he just have crazy numbers again on a bad Wizards team? It, it feels like there's a spot or two for a Trey Young or a Zach Levine. Um, so maybe it will. Maybe it really will come down to like who has that better record between those two teams, between the Hawks and the Bulls. But uh, I think Trey's going to be in there. The highlights alone might get him enough love. He may even get like votes, like crazy amount of votes. Uh, being as exciting as he, uh, a type of player as he is. Though, in the Atlanta market, that might be tough. All right, let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. A couple honorable mentions before we get into the, uh, the runner-ups and the winner. First honorable mention, people who complain about noise. <laughs> like our uh, our neighbor here in our Atlanta office now, a couple doors down, got mad because we were talking, called corporate. Oh, my God. Relax. <laughs> Relax. So far, no problem. No problem since. Uh, everybody out there, we're all good. I think that was Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. We've had 48 hours of peace and quiet <laughs> that we've been talking at the exact same level. Either way. Uh, next round. Shock to the system there to start off, I would have to imagine. Somebody making noise as opposed to nobody. Humans. Mm-hmm. Other honorable mention Lee Ellis in the trivia show that we dropped last <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> you can go check. Uh, Lee Ellis mm, didn't perform so well as the first contestant on our, uh, our trivia show. The trivia was about Shaq's MVP season where he didn't get every single vote, Fred Hickman. <laughs> Uh, and what, what was your, uh, your record, your total, your tally? I, think I got four points, I think, in the no, end. No, you scored six mm-hmm. points six. total. Oh, did I get six? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the first one of the season, you know. I'm feeling myself out. Well, oh, you think you'll get another chance after uh, that performance? Uh, yeah, you want redemption. The, yeah. These were, know, these were not the easy guys. questions. I, no. I mean, let's, no, they're, they're, they're not easy. Uh, and you really you got off to a bad start because you were mixed up with the Zoe there. Remember yeah. the Alonzo morning? I don't want to spoil it. Go listen to it. Who wants some trivia? It's in the feed. Um, We got more coming, by the way. And it was the year that there was a time period where Lee wasn't extremely into the NBA. Yeah, he talks about it on the the podcast. You're right. Yeah, yeah. go listen to that. Second runner-up this week, though, are young and -and up-and-coming teams that just can't have nice things. The Kings lose Marvin Bagley for four to six weeks with a broken thumb, but this is more so about the Phoenix Suns. Coming off an opening night win, DeAndre Ayton, has been suspended 25 games for violating the league's anti-drug policy. They just came off a win. Mm. The Phoenix Suns live in large for 24 hours, and then boom, this guy is suspended because he took a diuretic. Now, the Suns will be appealing it, claiming it was an unintentional digestion, but diuretics flush out the system and can be used to prevent detection of a banned substance like performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, they did some subsequent tests and d- discovered no other banned substances. Some say, well, of course, he took a diuretic right, and cleared right. out his system. So I would guess that this holds up. But, uh, you know, I'm not in the league front office. And uh, that's, just a, that's just a huge, huge blow to the Suns. Already he looked good, too. Yeah, he looked good. He was he actually moving skinny. around on defense. Yeah, he looked pretty cut. And, in yeah. shape, yeah. Um, I wonder the, why. The, yeah, exactly. No water weight. I can't believe they didn't find anything inside of him. But, uh, uh, yeah, super bummer for the Suns. You know, I was ready to come up with a Dumbo take, calling the Suns this year's kings because they're going to play fast, take everybody off guard, and now they might be missing their center for 25 games. At the very least, he'll be sitting out a little bit, and he's got a stain on his career that will last for the entirety of his career. People still bring up the fact that O.J. Mayo once got suspended for PEDs, and it's like, O.J. Mayo? This is a number one overall draft pick we're talking about here. That sucks. That's a yeah. That's a you're right. That's a big blow to the Suns after the riding the high of that big win over the Kings. That that's but but, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be um, completely erased. Maybe it's you know reduced a little bit, but 
He's going to be missing games anywhere. Obviously up to 25. Maybe maybe he gets lucky and it's 10 or 15 or something like that. First runner-up this week, bit of a bummer, the Zion Williamson injury. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like a long time ago, but uh, it was just earlier this week. Unfortunately, he had a knee surgery. Some of his meniscus removed. Six to eight weeks for Zion Williamson, the hype was so high we were feeling it everybody was feeling it looking forward to zion williamson so everybody that's not you know not so much a a a loser or worse of the week for zion williamson but just everybody who's just ready to watch that man work yeah i think the raptors i think the raptors got lucky with him not playing i think they lose that game if he's in there because they started uh you know surge and the guys inside for the raptors were starting to throw around their weight as that game went on and getting big rebounds offensive rebounds um Maybe doesn't happen with Zion Williamson in there, throwing around his weight. So they got lucky with that one. But especially because of what we saw from Zion so early. It was like, oh, my God, he is actually going to live up to this reputation. You know, throwing down big dunks, hitting shots, being just fantastic. And now it's like, oh, we have to wait at least two months, maybe even longer. Hopefully not, but we'll see. Who's back first, Zion or Aiden? Mm. It's a race. Uh, Or you guys. (laughs) Zion, get the pull up. <laughs> All right, we'll get it up for sure. I'm going Skeets and JD in that case. <laughs> oh God, I hope and so. Then, then I guess Aiton. I guess Aiton. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Lee, you've been watching basketball for a long time, other than the, the 98 99 <laughs> season. Has there ever been preseason hype for a player? This this was actual preseason. I know LeBron had yeah. hype coming in because he played <laughs> yeah. high school ball, but. Nobody was watching LeBron's preseason games and thinking, well, oh, in 2003. I mean, LeBron was the first high school player to ever be have his games on TV on yeah. ESPN. The hype was huge. That was high school. Yeah, yeah, I know. But preseason, like in games, people people pre-season? cared about uh, David Robinson. Basketball. David Robinson. People were going nuts for his preseason. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they just didn't. It just didn't. Yeah, no one played them. Really. I mean, they played them, but they just weren't televised. Yeah, I mean, Tass, you're right in the fact that literally everybody says you can't consider preseason real at all. It doesn't matter, except for in the case of Zion, where they're like, "You see what Zion was doing in the preseason? He shot seventy percent. He'll do the exact same thing when it comes to the regular season." That was a little bit unusual. Um, I'm saying Zion Williamson is the best preseason player in NBA history. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but the winner this week, worst of the week, is people who are angry with the goat. Michael Jordan, he's the GOAT. In an interview with NBC's Craig Melvin, MJ was asked if he would still fill out his starting five with Magic, Pippen, Olajuwon, and Worthy, like he said six years ago. MJ said, yes, I would. And Craig Melvin asked, so Steph Curry shouldn't be offended? MJ said, no, (laughs) I hope not. He's still a great player. Not a Hall of Famer yet, though. So people were really cheers. angry. Oh, Michael. Yeah, and then they cheers his, his, his tequila line. MJ's got a tequila line. And uh, Craig Melvin poured them each a glass. They had a little sippy sip. MJ said, I've got a busy day the rest of the day. I can't have too much of this. Anyway, people were not angry about the tequila. They were angry about Steph Curry quote-unquote, not being called a Hall of Famer by Michael Jordan. That's why, that's why, that's why listen, nobody, nobody should care. MJ is still, still competing with NBA players. That's MJ. He will compete till the day he dies. He's old school also. You, know, you have to get to the Hall of Fame before you're a Hall of Fame player. But, but also, MJ's not checking basketball reference to determine the merits <laughs> of Steph Curry making the Hall of Fame. He doesn't care. He, he, he doesn't. But he's you, not, don't, you don't think he's doing the player comparison between Steph and Mitch Richmond? Yeah. See if he can yeah. squeak his way in. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, there's more to this relationship. It's on the golf course, and that <laughs> is where Steph actually, I think, is a better golfer than Ooh. Jordan. So Jordan Ooh. is like, all right, well, you're greens. not a better basketballer than me. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna take this little <laughs> jab at you. But uh, oh, I remember, remember, it was an All Star weekend. I can't Houston, Orlando. We asked Steph Curry, "What are you better than the goat at?" And he said, "Golf." Straight away. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, yeah. there, there's a rivalry there, and that's what I think it is. Jordan's like, this guy, he's a better golfer than me, but <laughs> not basketball. Yeah. yeah. Got him. I think it's a couple things. Well, actually, one thing. The tequila was coursing through his body. He was feeling good. <laughs> and you're right. He's oh, not he, wrong. He wasn't taking He hadn't wrong. sipped it yet. Oh, you know it. he had had a couple sips while before the cameras were rolling. Um, just to taste test no. it, you know, make sure it was yeah, up to he's, par. He's never tasted it. Uh, make sure it was up to par, unlike his golf game. Oh, hi Oh, there you go, Steph. Um, what was I going to say, though? Oh, I was thinking, 
you imagine, uh, for whatever reason, Jordan had said this, but instead of Curry, uh, it was about Kobe. And he was like, well, he's not a Hall of Famer yet. Man, like this was gold and people went nuts over this comment. You imagine he had said that, you know, t- Kobe, technically not a Hall of Famer yet. Not there. It- yeah, sure. He's all about the technicalities. Uh, <laughs> awesome. like, Would have been awesome. Yeah, we got to go. Somebody's got to ask uh, ask him about LeBron the day after he retires. Not a Hall of Famer yet. <laughs> what can I say? Sorry. Doesn't have his jersey retired by the Heat yet. All right. So uh, worst of the week goes to goes to the people. Yeah, the people. Yeah, you can always blame the people. There's always a boogeyman <laughs> out there. All right. Well, uh, time for the return of another classic here. Let's fire the pun gun. It's Bun Gun Time! Well, as everybody knows, Skeets and I have been exiled to the Great White North, living on nothing but poutine and demariers while we await our (laughs) U.S. work visas. On the bright side, we're getting in touch with our Canadian heritage. Guys, hit me with some NBA Canada puns, like Kevon Looney. Oh, nice one. Ah, nice. Poutine Richardson. (laughs) Poutine Richardson. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I'm a fan of the Bulls backup point guard, Chris Dunavit. Uh, ice, I, uh, ice, ice tray hockey. What about uh, Spencer Dinwiday? Dinwiday. What? <laughs> hey, bro. Hey. Yeah. TJ Maple Leaf. What about Mike Moosejala? We got nice. How about uh, Zed Davis? Nice. Keith Vancouver Horn. Ontario Rozier. Ontario Rozier. That's tough. It's tough. Josh Gray Cup. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, Aaron Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> North Northwest Terry Rory's ears. <laughs> uh, Damare Universal Health Carol. Derek Whitehorse. <laughs> what about Is Halifax? Yeah, Greg Monroe's Greg Monroe's just moose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of a white moose going around. You see this albino no. moose? Wow! Yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible, eh? Yeah. Is it walking down Strutting King Street? The road? No, no, I don't know where it was. It was somewhere. Wow! Turn to the pun gun. Good that's to have great. it back in our lives. That was a good one, JD. Good Thank start. You. All right, Lily. Time for tweet of the night. Mmm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet. Ah. Uh. Wow. <laughs> wow. You went with a live drop for a sting. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What do you got, Lee? Uh, yeah, so uh, so we're not doing Tweet of the Week as we were prior to this. It's just like this is a nightly thing. So um, I was scouring the internet last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found one. Yeah. I found one. Ooh. Fairly, It started off as a fairly innocuous tweet from old Worldwide Wob. Okay. Watching the uh, Clippers and the uh, get, destroying the Warriors, and he said, every LeBron fan on earth been waiting a decade for the, this moment when it's Steph's turn to play with four Jamario Moons. <laughs> I think, okay. Oh. oh. Well, Jamario Moon <laughs> saw this tweet. Former NBA player Jamario Moon and not he, having it. And he did not like it, and he tweeted to Worldwide. He said, you obviously don't know Jamario Moon. You meet me on the court. <laughs> Worldwide, like a trooper, took this loss. And he said, I will graciously accept getting dunked on as punishment for this slander. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Uh, so no shout-outs? No, no shout-outs for now. I've got. I can probably dig some up if you want some. You well, want some? we're well, good. We're good. DJ Pribble Scribble already sent them in. You didn't see the army <laughs> sent them in. Oh, let me check. You, you are gonna stop. have oh, some yes. angry that's soldiers. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. There's only a few. Well, we're not doing shout-outs every show. I'll tell you that. Yeah. What do you do? Oh, yeah. Like a like a, um like a roll call at the start of every month or something like that. Mm. You know, just see how the, if the army's growing and how strong it is. Uh, there's got to be something that we can do with it. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll work something. Out. Okay, <laughs> okay. That's Good. a fascinating, uh, fascinating stinger there, JD. A very digital. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's the internet. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> it, it works. It works. All right. Pick 'em results from Thursday night. We all had the Clippers um, favored by two and a half over the Warriors, and they crushed them. So that's a win for everybody. Congrats, everybody. Good job, yeah. guys. 
Huge. Good job. Uh, Lee and I are two and one for the month of October. Tass and Trey, that was their first win. They are one and two. All right, a lot of games to pick from. Where are we going, uh, Tassie? The Chicago Bulls are back at it after that horrible defeat on Wednesday night. Mm. Visiting the Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh, what's the line? What's the line? Bulls are favored by a very, very little 1.5 points. <laughs> a scant 1.5. Oh, my goodness. So oh, Trey, what do you, Trey, what do you do? You, you start us off. Y'all know I'm taking the Bulls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they losing to the Hornets and the Grizzlies back-to-back? I'll say Probably, you but betcha. I'm not pitching against them. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking uh, the Grizzlies to yeah. separate myself from I would Trey. recommend. I would recommend the Grizzlies to people. I can't do it. Uh, yeah, this, this, these, are, these are the worst games to pick because you're like, I don't have faith in either side, okay. really. Uh, I'm just checking out the Grizzlies, uh, how many three-pointers they shot against the Heat in their opener. They went five for 32. Wow, a little different than the Hornets in game yes, one versus the Bulls. Yes, yes. So I'll, I, I will take the Bulls then. I'll take the Bulls. I think they're uh, going to be... I mean, they only lost by a point to the Hornies. Uh, it's exactly. Right. I'm taking the yeah. Bulls. Don't over. I'm not overthinking. But this. hey, the horny are the Hornies better than the Grizzlies? <laughs> only time we'll, we'll, find, we'll find out tonight. We'll yeah. have an answer. Let's see what percentage they can shoot on all wide open threes, yeah. right. and we'll know. So Trey, Lee, myself have the Bulls favored by one and a half. Tass has the Grizzlies. Uh, I think you're getting your big Zach Levine game tonight, there, Lily. Yeah, I hope so. I think I that's what's so. going to happen. All right. Let's end this Friday daily show here with a little rapid fire questions. All right, gentlemen. First one. On Wednesday, Kyrie Irving scored 50 points in his new debut with the Brooklyn Nets, setting an NBA record for most points scored in a debut with a new team. Sorry, William Shakespeare. Sometimes first time's the charm, not the third time. Guys, what's the best debut you've ever had? Tass. I did extremely well in a paper, rock, scissors competition. My first competition <laughs> was a few years back. Wow. Uh, Danielle, my wife, and I, we went to this um, very unique camp where it was a digital detox. You had to give your phone at the door. You couldn't even see it. You had a clock. Couldn't have a watch. Wow. You couldn't even tell people your actual name. We literally had name tags with something cute or quirky. What was your name again? On our name tag. Uh, Danielle's was Bumsicle, and mine, mine was I literally, I literally could not remember it yesterday. Oh, no. it's, it's been banished from my brain. It's only three years ago. Uh, Pic- Piccolo? No, I honestly don't remember what my name oh, was. Oh, we gotta call Matty O. I feel like he remembers. I don't. I, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Shmoopy? It, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Smoopy and Bumsicle. That does ring a bell. I mean, Bumsicle's really good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, we were looking at each other, and Daniel's like, why did I name myself Bumsicle? I mean, literally no one at the camp knows your name, so you go on throughout this camp uh, referring to each other as Bumsicle. I couldn't call her Danielle. I couldn't. Wow. It was illegal. It would they would oh, bash my shins if I called her by a real name. But you won. The, but you were good at paper rock scissors. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. So there's about 150 people in this camp, and uh, we all venture into the uh, the dining hall, and uh, all of a sudden a paper rock scissors competition breaks up. You just have to turn to somebody yeah. to, to the person beside you play paper rock scissors, and if you lose to that person. You have to become their biggest cheerleader as they venture on to uh, to the next person. I went on a run, baby. I won. I don't know. It was probably about ten games in a row. Was it was it just straight up? Or was it best yeah. of three or something? No, just best of one. Wow, best of one wow. dynasty. And I was and I was Watch madness. I was about to. Was it a one two three shoot or was it just that shoot on three? I mean, I, know, but I we can't even remember my name. How am I supposed to remember that? Uh, uh, spe- speaking of that, I, I just texted Matt. What was Tass's camp name? And Matt wrote back, "Damn." Schmoopy and something with butt? There we go. Was it butt yeah, I mean, was it butt nut? <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> maybe um, it was Schmoopy. Yeah, I think maybe Danielle was Schmoopy and I was Bumsicle. That would make a lot more oh, sense. Oh wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. He's still texting. Yeah. He says, Wow, I have it. Okay, I'm seeing Oh, yep, he said Bumsicle. <laughs> yeah. That would make more sense that she would I'd be a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, with you were bumsicle, she was schmoopy. Okay. Sure. Okay. Anyway, so I uh, I almost almost got to the final. I got to the final four, and I lost right before the final. Oof. So it was uh, 
It was rough. It was rough. I was almost there. I almost took home the trophy. Rapid fire questions, nothing rapid about the answers. I love oh, it. I love it. Oh, Trey, what's the best debut you ever had? Well, this is going to be just a banner day for Matt Austin because uh, the best debut we ever had was our very first episode on TV. <laughs> we had Matt come dressed all white, wearing a bird mask, a feather boa, and no shoes, just walking around in his socks, come in, literally zero plan on what to say. We're like, uh, you'll pretend to be a pelican mascot. Your name is John, but then he came out and he said his name was Jan because he was doing an accent. And that was literally within the first 20 minutes that we were ever on TV. Because birds have accents. Yeah, what's up with Jan? He was was like carrying a trout around or something like that. Yeah, right. We thought that was an awesome idea. That was probably the the dumbest, best thing we ever did in the first half hour of the show. How did we last six more years after that? (laughs) I was up there in the control room with all the executives. It was our first show, and it was awkward in there. You could hear a pin drop. You're like, what have we done? No, no. I just shared that clip on Twitter because of Matt's birthday. Go watch that clip. It is up on NBA.com. It's hilarious. I'm telling you, it's absolutely hilarious, this character. John slash Jan the Pelican. Oh, my God, I love it. Chris Weber literally on, like, uh, the very first game time afterwards, they're like, oh, so what did you think about that clip? He just, like, did a huge boom on the show. <laughs> like, nice start. That was the clip they picked the show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we probably sent it over. Like, check yeah, this out. This. this is great. <laughs> That's the best part of that for sure. All uh, right, Lee, your best oh, debut. Well, well, I guess it was the media tournament uh, at the finals last season. Um, yeah, I got uh, a late inclusion and we went on and won the championship and um, it was great. I hit the game winner. You hit the, the game championship winner. winner. Yeah. And you won the jump ball versus Nate Duncan. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It, was, uh, it was a great, uh, great night. I did a podcast with Andy Barons of Yahoo Sports this week and he literally asked me about, he's like, <laughs> oh, come like on. I've heard a lot on your podcast about Lee playing basketball. I know he's got a good shot. Did you guys know that he was going to be able to perform like that in the media tournament? I was like, honestly, I mean, the guy is money. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Fancy. All right, next one. Greg Popovich says the Marcus Morris situation was handled, quote, unprofessionally. Morris agreed to a two-year, $20 million deal with San Antonio in the summer, but he reneged to sign a one-year, $15 million contract with the Knicks. A little last-minute switch up there. Guys, Tell me about a time when you backed out on a promise or a commitment. Tess. Well, the other day, actually, I was at a Halloween event with Danielle and Zoe, my my wife and daughter. And uh, Zoe did a little pumpkin decorating, a tiny little pumpkin about the size of a softball. You know, they, they get them decorated. <laughs> so I was, carrying, I was carrying this pumpkin for about an hour. And Danielle said, put it in my backpack. Don't carry it. I said, I'm fine. I'll carry it. And after a while, I got tired of carrying it. And so I just put it down. On purpose. I left oh. it. <laughs> you decorated. Yeah, we've got a lot of my daughter's artwork. I love it. I appreciate it. I respect it. But we don't need to care. We won't have any room if we have, if we keep every single piece of her artwork. Right, so right. Dan- Danielle, about five minutes later, said, where's the pumpkin? I said, I left it like, back <laughs> over there. And uh, she got furious with me. And I, and I, I, so I went back to go find it, and it was already gone. <laughs> Some other kid must have stolen it. It was a real pumpkin? Yeah. Oh, it was I, perishable anyway. I heard a Graydon oh, Gordian a stole it. <laughs> <laughs> Decorative Gordian season, that's, right. that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Trey. Uh, there's nothing better as a dad than when your kid gives you something to just throw it on the ground because you're like, I'm for sure not keeping this. <laughs> for sure. I'm not going to hang on to 15 leaves in my pockets while we walk around <laughs> the botanical gardens. Uh, but for me, the commitment I broke was uh, when Laura and I got married, I, I came into it never never wanting to mow the lawn. She loves mowing the lawn, so she's like, this is perfect. 
I'll mow the lawn. You can do all the laundry. I'm like, sure, no problem. Okay. We've never lived at a house that has a lawn yet. <laughs> oh. <So> I, <laughs> I haven't mowed in 11 years. <laughs> but I'm also washing clothes, folding them up. <laughs> I figured out how to fold a towel into thirds. What a guy. Nice. You're a real Marie Kondo. <laughs> That's right. Vertical stacking. <laughs> Lee, tell me about a time when you backed out on a promise or commitment. Well, it happened this week. I've been home alone with the two boys. My wife's been traveling. And so uh, when, you're, when you're there with the two kids, you're often making promises to try to get them to behave and to stop fighting with each other. And I said, uh, okay, boys, after dinner, behave yourself. We're going for a king of the pops up the road at uh, Bell Street Burritos. I said, let me just clean up the dishes. You boys just go in there and play. I don't want to hear any fighting. <laughs> two seconds later, I'm guys, stop fighting or you won't get your king of the pops. Okay, okay. <laughs> go back in. I put the, uh, I put the washing up like stuff in the dishwasher and stuff and they're fighting again they're you know over nothing over a piece of lego or something (laughs) guys guys seriously cut it out or we're not going they obviously just don't care or don't don't or the authority in my voice and and because i have to get going at night i put on the dishwashing gloves as well you know when you're doing the dishes and uh, i had to keep (laughs) yeah because i rinse it for i'm a rinser first i like to rinse and give it a quick scrub first can't get you water on your hands no no i can't my my hands get really dry afterwards so uh, (laughs) anyway so i had to put put them on and take them off like three times and i just said right that's it guys we're not going we're not going for a king of the pops and uh they were furious and as you know you try like dad it's king of pops not king of the pops (laughs) get it straight maybe that's where the confusion lies. maybe that's why they weren't that excited I don't even like Michael Jackson (laughs) (laughs) so in the end we didn't go we didn't go and I was like alright that's it you're not going so there was a lot of uh, tension and anger and uh, (laughs) resentfulness in the house last night that's the exact opposite you kept your promise then right you didn't back out well, of anything. You said well, we're not well, going, no. and you kept to it. Well, no, but I, I, but I said at the start we'll go. Yeah, I see. I suppose I said we'll go if you behave, and they didn't <laughs> behave. So yeah, I kept my promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final one, final one, guys. As I'm sure you heard, Celtic center Taco Fall missed this week's team season opener with a concussion. How did he hurt himself? Trying to stay clean. He didn't want to put on uh, d- a dishcloth, though, <laughs> when he washed his head. No, the seven foot five big man cracked his head on what he called a low ceiling while trying to wash his hands after a workout. Guys, what's your favorite weirdest injury? It can be yourself or some other injury you've heard of. Tess. Lee, you're going to like this one because it involves moisturizer on hands. Mm. It was uh, Charles Barkley. Had an eye injury at an Eric Clapton concert way back in 1994. This is a difficult story to believe, but apparently he had, he was at an Eric Clapton concert and he had some allergies. And so he starts rubbing his eyes and apparently the moisturizer from his hands, as well as the lights, which doesn't really make sense, bothered his eyes so bad that he burned his cornea. He burned layers of his cornea and didn't play in the first game for the Suns. It's the most unbelievable story, and I'm still not sure if I believe it, but he's, he's, he's sticking by it 25 years later. Oh, sounds like a dangerous moisturizer or whatever yeah, it is. I hope it's off the market. Man. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. Trey. Uh, weirdest injury for me is flume hole. You know, I like going to a water park. I love the really tall body slides, but... I wear a short swimming trunk, as many fellas do these days. And when you're going down high speeds on the flume, there can be a little tearing, a little heating, a little uh, friction, <laughs> bidaying, if you will. Uh, and then afterwards, you got like that mesh liner in your swim trunks creeping up in there. It can it, flume hole is a real. A real worry <laughs> when when you're at the water park. Uh, I had it this summer. It can last for a couple of days. Uh, I, hope, I hope we see DNP flume hole <laughs> in an NBA box score. All you need to do is put a little popsicle on your bump skull after that, and you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the lining of a swim trunk. Oh, it's bad. It needs yeah. work, yeah. Yeah, it does need work. Exactly. All right. Uh, Lee, what's your favorite weirdest injury? When I was uh, 20, we went away on a houseboat, me and some friends, for another friend's 21st birthday. It was beautiful. It was in summer. And uh, we were all drinking on the boat on the very first day. And the boat was moving along. We were taking it in terms of driving it while we were drinking, which is you know, pretty crazy. But uh, 
the other guys, we were off the back. We were jumping off the back of this moving houseboat, hanging onto a rope, right? Yeah. And it was like, yeah, everyone's having fun. And I got up there, and I had easily like five or six beers by this point, and I jumped, and the rope got tangled around my arm, and as I landed in the water, it tugged. It nearly dislocated my shoulder, but it's, it actually has like cut my like bicep or, or my one of my muscles in my arm. And I'm so lucky that I didn't just lose my entire arm or at least do some severe damage to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're drunk and you're just trying to shake it up, no, I'm fine, I'm yeah. fine. I'm just like, oh, my God, what's going on here? So I'm trying to ice it but still drink and still play it cool. And uh, I still sort of have the weird sort of scar from it today. It's really weird. Like it's it's like a torn muscle in my arm. Wow. Yeah. Very, very scary. Very weird yeah. too. You're oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's rapid fire. Like I said, nothing rapid about it. But that was a lot of fun. (laughs) Guys, thanks so much for joining us here on a Friday. Keep your eyes and your ears on the No Dunks podcast feed this weekend for a brand new show. Oh, yeah. We got another one. It's not the trivia show. We got something else. Should be a lot of fun. Otherwise, we're going to catch, or otherwise, we're going to talk to you on Monday with The Daily Show. So have a great weekend. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And uh, no wise words of wisdom for me today. Just a shout out for young Kipton. It's his 10th birthday, playing in his first AAU exhibition game this weekend. Go get him, Kip. Happy birthday, Kipton. Brace the weekend, people.